0: I was 17 years old when I first got clean. I had nothing. Worse than that, I was in debt. Now, how does a 17-year-old get into over $10,000 of debt? Only an addict can know. But I was in debt, and I was hurting, and I had ruined everything and all that jazz. You know how that goes, right, guys? And so 18, I started to... Think through what would it be like to be free from debt. I, listen, I didn't have hopes to be like a millionaire. I didn't have hopes to be like uh, you know, you know, a guy who drove around in a car or owned a house. I, here, here was my great hope for the future, that I would be worth nothing, right? That at least I wouldn't be in a hole, right? That I wouldn't, it wouldn't, wouldn't see $4,000 or $5,000 in the hole. But there I was. And so we're we're in this series, um, and and we're gonna be talking about money. Eesh. And I know I know right. It's really uncomfortable because you didn't come to church to talk about money, and it's all that. And I, I get that. And and what's worse is that it's a pastor talking to you about money. And so I get that. That's painful too. And 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 so if you're here and you're if you're here and you just say yo, you listen. I just want to check out. I don't want to have anything to do with this. I totally get you. I totally understand. But listen to me. If you could understand this simple principle, this series, this series is not for what I can get from you. But this series is what I want for you. I'm not going to ask any, we've already taken our offering. I'm not going to ask you for money. So just everybody, just let's just do this. Oh, man, that cat's not going to ask me for money. I'm glad. Right? And 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 so you know, and I just want to give a little bit of this. I've talked about money in the past. I was going to do it for this one. I just simply couldn't afford to do it. I literally took $200 out of my own account and gave to the entire congregation. And here's what I did. Yeah, some of you remember that. Right. Yeah. And here was the point. Here was the point. I promise you, I don't want anything from you. I, just, I don't know how to convince you. I couldn't afford it this time, okay? I couldn't afford it, but but listen to me. I don't want anything from you. I want for you. I want that when you walk down the street, you don't have to be like when the phone call rings, you don't have to go uh, eight hundred. Uh, I know who that is. Or you don't. Or you don't um, open up your mailbox and go. Uh, I'm not opening that. Throw it in the garbage. Listen. This is not for anything that I want from you. It's what I want for you. Now, to further qualify myself so that you don't think that I'm out for your, you know, there's some sneaky thing. In the first three years of this church, which I helped to um, plant, me and my best friend Ray, we planted this church. And we eventually went out to plant the Recovery Church, uh, Recovery House of Worship church planting movement, which, by the way, is from coast to coast. It's in California. It's in New York. We're in Texas. We're going to be launching in Texas. It's pretty awesome, right? So you're in the Recovery House of Worship, and if you move, we'll find you. And so, (laughs) not really. But, um, But for the first three years, I worked for free. And for a long time, I outgave everybody put together. I'm not kidding. Like, you know, your offering, when you put in your little dollar, which, by the way, we're so grateful for. But if things have gotten better, would you consider tithing and, you know, uh, and all that? Okay. Because this is not for that. This is not for that. This is not the sermon for that. Because I just said, I'm not going to ask you for stuff. But there I am. It's the pastor in me. I can't stop. Okay. Okay, no. I'm sorry. That, no, but no, no. But when everybody put their nickels and dimes together, I outgave the entire church. Now, why am I saying this? Because I'm a great guy? No, I'm not. I'm a horrible person. You got If you know me, you know that. I'm a terrible, I'm the worst person in this room. But I'm saying that because to, I want to convince you that I just don't want this for your money. There was two years where I was homeless because this church couldn't afford to pay me. And I just said, I'd rather serve you um, and figure something else out. Wh- why am I saying that? Because I'm telling you, I'm not in this for the money. I'm not in it for your money. I don't care about, I, I don't care about your money. I care about you. And your money's going to affect you. The number two reason for divorce, you know what it is? Anybody know? It's money. Number one reason for divorce, the number one reason for divorce is adultery. Number two reason for divorce is your money. People get into financial problems. Okay. Lastly, let me say this. Some of you are coming in here and you have family members that are sick. You're going through a difficult time of life. You're saying, man, this is not what I need. Here's, listen to me. Jesus is for you. And not only is he for you, he'll walk through you Through your process and through your pain. We know that here at the Recovery House of Worship. So we know that many of you are suffering and in great pain. So this Thursday, this Thursday, somebody say, This Thursday, this Thursday, Thursday, we're gonna talk about where is God when we hurt. We're gonna talk about suffering. Before, we're gonna have a healing service. And so at 6 p.m., at 6 p.m., we're gonna have our healing service. And uh, and we're going to start a series that each month, last Thursday of the month, we're going to talk about how to get through suffering and how to get through difficulty. So if you're going through, we're thinking of you. But we also know that a lot of you are just starting over again. And you need, nope, you didn't have a dad or a mom who could sit you down and say, hey, here's how you make a budget. Hey, here's how you plan for the future. Hey, here's, okay. And then last thing, I feel like I have to, you know, I'm not a guru about money. Um, and, and full disclosure, full disclosure, I have two, two debts that I'm presently trying to pay off. Let me explain them to you so that you know I'm in this boat with you, okay? One is that um, as we were trying to help, my son was the first boy in our, in our whole family to graduate college. And isn't that wonderful? Yeah. I have a, I have his bachelor degree on my wall, and I was tempted to take it because he's Edwin Cologne too. And I was like, "Ooh, I could take this to a college. I only went to the seventh grade." I was like, "Yeah, hey, what's your name? Edwin Cologne? There's a certificate." But um, but I love Jesus, and I'm not really interested in lying about that. But so, um, we we worked hard. He worked hard, and our family worked hard to put him through. But at the end of the day, we still owed $7,000, and I didn't want him to have to own that. I wanted him to start life without the kind of burden that I had to start life with. And so I took that debt on myself. And so that was my graduate. Happy graduation! You know. Yeah, and then I took on his debt, you know. And so, and the second one is um, uh, there's a pastor who, uh, for the last three years, um, had some horrible tragedies happen in his life. And he needed some real financial help, and some people did some grimy things to him. And so in helping him for the last three years, I've gotten into another $7,000. So two $7,000 debts, it's like. Um, but my wife and I have a plan, and we plan to get out of this debt, and we plan to continue going forward. But I just wanted to say that, because I don't want you to I don't lie to you. I don't want to fake this. Right? We, oh, we all got our issues. You got your debt, I got mine. What's yours? What's your number? I know my number. What's your number? And so let's let's try to get out of this together, okay? Is that okay? Okay. So with that, we're going to read a short passage, comment on it, and then we're going to talk about some practical, super, super practical things that we can do to get out of debt. All right? I'm for you. Can we do this? All right, let's do it. Let's stand together at the reading of God's word. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. Can you feel it? It's going to be awesome. It's awesome. All right. All right. Proverbs chapter 6, verses 1 through 7. On the count of three, everybody read in a nice loud voice. One, two, three. My son, if you become surety for your friend, if you have shaken hands in a pledge for a stranger, you are snared by the words of your mouth. You are taken by the words of your mouth. So do this, my son and deliver yourself, for you have come into the hand of your friend. Go and humble yourself, plead with your friend. Give no sleep to your eyes, nor slumber to your eyelids. Deliver yourself like a gazelle from the hand of the hunter, and like a bird from the hand of the fowler. Go to the ant, you sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise, which having no captain, overseer, or ruler. This is God's word. Please have a seat. So what we see in this um, verse is that God cares about your stuff. And the reason that God cares about your stuff is because he knows that the number one contender, the number one heavyweight contender for your affections for him is your stuff. It's the number one. Nothing comes close. You think that Satan is the big enemy of God. No, 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 it's your want of more stuff. You'll tell God no more times because you want more stuff than anything else in the world. For some of you, Satan could come and say, hey, have another drink. Hey, have another toke. Hey, shoot up. And you'd be like, nah, nah, no way. But I I love Jesus. I want to follow Jesus. I don't want to go in that direction anymore. But I tell you, man, if someone comes up and says, hey, I got this get rich quick scheme, you're like, where's my money? Because it's the number one heavyweight contender for your stuff. And so I want you to be free because it's like being in chains. It's like, I'm telling you, there's nothing. Anybody here ever have, you don't have to be in debt now, but you, have you ever had debt? What? It's horrible. It makes you want to holler. It's terrible. It's b- Being in debt, being in debt is like, Having to face a bully at 3 o'clock in the afternoon after school. Isn't that true? Right? The, your stomach flips. You hear the tick-tock of the seconds click. You're going, oh, my gosh, are my friends going to meet me outside? What other exits are there? Where can I go? Why? Because the bully's got you by the horns. That's it. That's, and you know what? Being in debt is like that. And every month, you guys go through this tick-tock-click clock. Where can I go? What exit can I go? And I just don't want that for you. I want to get. I want you to get out of debt. I want you to be free. I want you to feel liberated. That when if you see a need of someone on the street, and Jesus says, I want you to provide for them. I want you to be able to say yes and thank you. I want you to be able to be free. And if you see that your children have a legitimate need, not a greed. But a legitimate need, and you go, you know what, this is reasonable. This is not unreasonable. I want to be able to get it without having to go, you know, without having, after I bought them, to feel the stress and start barking at the same kid that I just blessed. Because I feel the tension, and they don't feel the tension or the gratitude because of the tension that I feel. Because I'm in debt now for a pair of kicks. Does that make sense? Okay, so when we look at this, let's look at this. Let me tell you something. Your marriage depends on this. You're single. I want you to know, very few people want to marry a person in grave debt. I just want you to know, it's not the most sexiest thing in the world. It's like having it's like having spinach stuck between your teeth. You might be cute, but it takes something from you. It takes something from you. Just saying. So here we go. Proverbs chapter 6. The book of Proverbs was written by a man by the name of Solomon. Solomon is considered the wisest man that ever lived. He's that guy. Solomon, the wisest guy who ever lived, said this. Now, let me ask you something. If the wisest guy that ever lived says something about anything, do you want to hear him about what he has to say? Sure you do. Here's what he says. He goes, my son, he's talking as if he's talking to his child. So, daughters, you get in on this too. But listen, my son, if you become, if you become surety, now here's what surety is, right? We're using the New King James, and so it's like a little bit, okay, so. But what is? it is, it's a cosign. It's a cosign. So this is a way of getting in debt. Right? So what we're talking about is getting into debt and, and struggling with debt. But uh, the way you would get into debt is so like, okay, so here's your friend, and they say, yeah, I can buy that you know, horse and carriage. right, and, and you go, yeah, I'll pay $1,000. But if I can't pay the $1,000 for the horse and carriage, Edwin, would you pay for it? right? So my friend is asking me, Edwin, would you? And I, I love my friend, and I go, absolutely. You know what I've just done? I've just put myself in a $1,000 debt. And Solomon is going, that's a bad idea. Now, here's the deal. I did this twice because I'm that not intelligent. <laughs> I did this twice. And both times, it was a nightmare. <laughs> a true story. I cannot, right? I have amazing credit now because, like, I pay all my bills and all that stuff, and I've been doing it for decades. But, but listen, uh, is it, was it um, uh, T-Mobile? T-Mobile. T-Mobile. T-Mobile will not give me an Obama phone to pay for on a monthly basis. Because someone, I, I had a, a not not someone, a group of friends who, who wanted and they said, hey Ed, can we go on your account? And I was like, absolutely. No problem. Make, you're my friend. You know, friends have never put other friends into financial jackpots. That's never happened. Ah, thousands of dollars later, and my name is mud for T-Mobile. Sprint don't like me neither. What's the point? What's the point? If I'd have just obeyed this one scripture, I'd be better off than I am now. Honestly, the, 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 it's all funny and it's all good until I started. I went to buy a house, and this actually affected my credit. I had to jump through crazy hoops to prove, yo, dude, this, I don't even know who this is anymore. This is not me. I haven't had that account, and I had to prove that I have different. It's just crazy. So now you understand why the wisest guy, inspired by God, would say debt is such a painful thing. Run! Get out of it! Oh, hello, Mr. So-and-so. Would you like to apply for our uh, credit card today as you purchase? It's 15% off. It's like a guy walking to you with a knife. Run! (laughs) Get out of the way! What are you doing? Oh, oh, oh. Don't worry. If you pay it by the end of the month, it's as good as cash. You don't pay it by the end of the month! That's the point! That's what they know! Why would they be offering? Listen, they don't know you. You won't even lend your friends that much money, right? You're buying $300 worth of clothes. You're not lending your friends $300. Why would this anonymous person, this company, lend you money? Because they know you're not going to pay it. They know that that $300 shopping spree just cost you $1,500 in the course of months and years. Because of the interest that it's going on. So listen to me. This is not something I want from you. It's something I want for you. Now, some of you right now, and I feel it. You're sitting in the tension. You're like, I don't like this. I don't like this. You're reminding me of stuff I don't like. Listen, listen, this isn't necessary. Sometimes, my son, we went to the hospital, broke his arm. Not recently. This is like 15 years ago. It's like, it's like a long time ago. I don't remember, right? It was like Edwin's a little guy, right? Um, 15, he's old now, wow, it's, it's been a long time. So, um, so he, and, and the guy said, the doctor, he said he had to had to, have to lift Edwin's arm and put it back together like that. And, and Edwin said, that was more painful than the break. Well, what we're doing right now is this is, a, let's get into a doctoral session, okay? I'm not the doctor, Jesus is. And he's going, he's got to put your arm on right? He's got to put your heart on straight. Because let me tell you something. This world has sold us a bag of goods. Believe this. Let me tell you something. You know what this world, some of the lies that this world has told us? One, is that the only way to create uh, get good credit is to get yourself in debt. <laughs> Think about how crazy that sounds. The only way to get good credit is to get yourself in debt. That makes no sense at all. Listen, let me tell you something. You want good credit? Get a library card and bring your books back on time. I'm not kidding. Get a library card and get your books back on time. Get a bill with your name on it and pay it consistently. You'll be amazed at the kind of credit cards will come at your house just by doing this. You don't need the lies. I'm telling you, the Bible has nothing good to say about debt. Nothing. This is uncomfortable. All right, somebody say uncomfortable. I know, I know. But I'm telling you, I I love you too much. This would be pastoral malpractice if I let you continue using your money the way you have. I just don't want to do that to you. So let's continue going. My son, if you become surty, if you get in debt, if you go to a cosign, if you co-sign for your friend, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. If you have shaken hands in a pledge for a stranger. In other words, right? Yeah, yeah, I'll pay their T-Mobile bill. Yeah, yeah, I'll pay the Sprint bill, don't worry. Yeah, the, oh, no, you know I'm going to pay it. That just needs you for numbers. No, you don't. You're no longer on the hook for this. I am. And that's what you're doing every time you use your American Express to buy. Some of us, we're not even using it to buy, like, we're using it to buy groceries. I'm telling you, like, like, Pop-Tarts are like $15 for you. Forget sales. Because that's how much you're paying and having to pay back. There's debt, and I don't want that for you. You are taken by the words of your mouth. That means you're caught. you caught yourself. You put yourself in this jackpot. So do this, my son. Here's the practical thing. Do this, my son, and deliver yourself. For you have come into the hands of, the friend, of, of your friend. Go and humble yourself. Plead with your friend. In other words, beg him. Please get me out of this. Please. Give no sleep to your eyes, no slumber to your eyelids. Deliver yourself like a gazelle from the hand of the hunter and like a bird from the hand of the fowler. Think about that, right? Deliver yourself like there was a cheetah chasing you and you're a gazelle. Now think about this. Think about this concept. Cheetahs run faster than gazelles. And yet, cheetahs only catch gazelles one out of 16 times. In other words, a cheetah has to chase gazelles 17 times before they get lunch, right? Why? If the gazelle is faster, would it cheat, right? You've, seen, right? You've all seen this on the Discovery Channel, right? Why would, it, why would a gazelle get away? Well, here's what it is. L- let me tell you what the difference is. Motivation. You feeling me? Right? When you're running for your life, you're very motivated. Woo! <laughs> what? Get me my PF Flyers. I am out of here. Only you older people got some of that, right? You young people are like, what a PF Flyer. Get me my Nikes. Get me my Jordans. Get me my Kicks. I'm going to run, right? Why? Watch this. Watch this. That's what it's saying. You, you, you're running for your life. You're running for your life. You're, you, you, don't, you don't understand. You're not, you're not in a little trouble. You're going to die. How many people have committed suicide this year because of the pressures of being in financial debt? This year. I'm telling you guys, this is zero joke. Very, very serious. And I don't want you to be a slave to these credit card companies, to these debts. I want you to be a slave of Christ, because He, unlike them, wants your good. Makes sense? He says, "Deliver yourself like a gazelle from the hand of the hunter, like a bird from the hand of the fowler. Go to the ant, you sluggard, and consider her ways and be wise." Well, what does the ant do, right? The ant does something that's unbelievable. The ant saves for the future. The ant prepares itself for what's to come. The ant works in community to make sure that their future is insured. Beloved, be like that. So let's talk about some practical things, practical things that we're going to do. We're going to get out of debt. Somebody say, get out of debt. Listen, somebody check your watch. Check your watch. No, no, really, check your watch. Look at the time. Check your phone for the date. Find out, because right now, today, you're saying no more. Today, you're saying that's it. Today, you're saying I've had enough, and I'm not having any more of this debt nonsense in my life. Today, I'm going to start the process of getting free with Christ's help in order for, for, for my life to be what Christ wants it to be. Today is the new beginning. Today, isn't gone are the days of planning your vacations with your credit card. Gone are the days of you buying now and paying, paying, paying later. Because let me tell you something, and here's the big idea for today. Here's the big idea for today. We will either suffer the pain of desire or suffer the pain of debt. Choose. What do you want? I've been thinking about this, man. I've got a plan for the future. I've been telling my wife and I've been telling my kids, I want to leave a significant inheritance to my children. You know what I got from mine? You know what kind of inheritance I got from mine? Debt. Nothing. Less than nothing. Horrible. I don't want to give. When we talk about, oh, I want my kids to have what I didn't have. Well, listen, baby, don't teach them to spend what they don't got. You're giving them what you got when you do that. It's it's abuse. Stop it. Jesus didn't create us to be a slave to somebody else. We will either suffer the pain of desire or suffer the pain of death. Let's do it. All right? You ready? Okay. So here's the the first thing we're going to do. The first thing you're going to do is I'm going to ask you to buy something. No, we don't sell it here. I'm not going to make any money off of it. I want you to buy this little notebook. You can actually do this with your smartphone, but this should be. Everybody see this notebook? You see this pen? Here's all I want you to do. I want you to buy this thing. If this costs you a dollar, you're paying too much, right? This is almost free, right? You flip it open. You grab your trusty, dusty pen. And here's what you do from now on. Every penny that leaves your pocket, I want you to write it down. Every penny. Every single one. You spent a dollar for the iced teas. Remember, you write, you know those uh, Arizonas? Here's what you do. You write today's date on it. What's today's date? Somebody shoot out today's date. Today is May 22nd, which by the way, is the day after my wife's birthday. Happy birthday, baby. That's right, that's right. And this year, it just struck me this year, that it's the 25th birthday that I've been able to spend with her. Um, we've been together for 25 years, and I love you so much. I love you. You made me a better man. You have. And so I love you very much. All right. Okay, back to the sermon. Okay. Um, okay, so see, what am I doing? I'm writing today's date down. I'm writing today's date down. Five twenty-two sixteen. 16 Then if I buy in Arizona, you know what I do? I go 99 cents. Arizona. How much did that just cost me? That took me three seconds. It cost me nothing, right? What am I doing? Because I'm not trying to deal with what I think. If I asked you right now, how much are you in debt? you go, I don't know. Maybe, you know, I have, like, student loans, and, you know, I think I owe 300 on my AmeriCorps. No, 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 no. None of that. Let's start really finding out how much we spend. Listen to me. If you do this one exercise, I pro- how many people here want, like, a $300 raise a month? I'll give you a $300 raise if you just do this. Here's what I mean. Here's what I mean. I can't pay you, but here's what I mean. Um, (laughs) When I do this with friends, you know what happens? Inevitably, somebody comes up to me and says, I spend $175 a month on soda. I spend $60 a month on chocolate. I hope you like the Mars bar. I spend, I spend, $200 Two hundred dollars for a coffee and a donut at an overpriced store. That's what I do. Two hundred. This is what happens. This is what happens. Cause you think you think oh it's just six ninety five. No baby, it's six ninety five every morning, five days a week. Let's think about that. Let's just do that for a second. $7 every morning, five days a week. Let's do the math. Seven times five is $35. Four weeks in a month. How much is that? 30, three, six, 9, 12 plus 20 is $140. Good night. Make your coffee at home. Do you see that? Do you see how silly that is? It's not. And you go, and you're praying, and you're going, God, please help me with my finances. God, help me. And God is going... I, I don't know what to tell you. You're spending $140 a month on coffee. It's crazy. So why? What are we doing? What are we doing? We're taking our handy-dandy notebook. We're taking our hand, right, handy-dandy notebook. Who is that? That's like uh, Blue's Clues, right? You know I got kids. Right? You know I got kids. Right? And think, think. Okay. 99 cents, Arizona, right? But and then you're going to go on through the day, and you see a guy on the street, and you're going to give him 46 penny, 46 cents, because you, you got it in your pocket, 46 cents, and you're going to give it to him. You're going to go, homeless, 46 cents. hmm That's it. That's it. And you close your book, put it in your pocket, keep it moving. And you're going to do that each day. It's a simple thing. Thirteen cents, a a penny falls out of your pocket and goes into the thing. One penny. (laughs) Train station. (laughs) Costs nothing. Do it on the train. Do it while you're walking. Costs nothing. Is is this easy? I just want you to be able to see where you're at. You'll never get to where you want to go unless you see where you're at. Does this make sense? That's the first thing we're going to do, okay? Second thing we're going to do is we're going to make a budget. Somebody say budget. budget. Okay. Budget. All right, I'm going to show you a mock budget, but we do this every month in my house. And I'm telling you, man, you got to, I want to have, you know when I want to have the argument? I want to have the argument on the front end of, oh, man, it didn't come out so good. Okay, Um, so this is June. June's budget, right, so I need cash on hand, right, because I don't want to, I need cash on hand. So there are things that you get that, you know, like, so if you want to pay less for gas, you got to use cash. But for the most part, I use uh, my debit card, right? But all right, so I need gas on hand, um, cash on hand. Gas for the car, food, uh, vacation. So we're planning on uh, our vacation. And it's not going to happen for another four months. But we got to start saving now. Because you know what? You know what's the worst thing about a vacation? Having to come home for the bill. You know what's fantastic about vacation? When you go on vacation and you come back and everything else is paid, and you still got a few dollars left over in your pocket. That's, oh, that's a good feeling. Woo, feel, make it feel warm inside. It's a good feeling. Good feeling, right? vacation, graduation, and then there's a total, right? Now, here's what I need for checks, all right? My first thing, the first thing that comes off the top is my tithe. I told you I'm not going to talk to you about that. I'm just telling you this is my story. My tithe is the first thing that comes off. And I want to say this because I sit there and none of you ever see me put um, an envelope in the um, basket. I, because and I'm, By the way, I'm grateful, man. You guys pay my salary. You pay my salary. I'm very grateful for it. Um, you're very generous to me. I love you. Thank you very much. Um, but I'm top. I'm, I think one year I was top three. I'm usually one of the biggest givers in the church, number one sometimes, number two sometimes, number three. I'm, I, I'm so grateful because I get to see behind the scenes of all that happens here. So I give, man, because my money can't go into a better place than kingdom of God. So tithes is the first thing that happens. Then my mortgage. I have a house, so i got to pay a mortgage, all right? And that's the second thing that comes off. Because quite frankly, if the kids don't have the phone, I do this by priority. You're, what you're looking at is my priorities, right? Tides is first. Mortgage is second. Phone, I don't even care. I don't even care. If we make it to tides and mortgage, we got a food pantry here. I'll put my name on the thing. I'll eat all right. You know, it's, it'll be fine. But we got we to make sure first things first. Ed's loan, gas, Netflix, what? And so. <laughs> Adult medical, um, we have to pay for our own medical, so that's where that comes from. American Express, that was the part where I was telling you about helping my friend, and I got myself into debt. That's how. Uh, so I'm, gonna, I'm committed, but I'm committed. I'm committed to paying that down. Um, Blink Fitness, woohoo! My wife lost forty pounds. Best investment ever. Um, camp, um, Camp Halawasa. the girls want to go to camp this in the summer. The girls want to go to camp, and so. They're going in three months. What, what am I going to do? Wait till the week or they're going to the camp, then do it on my credit card and then pay for it all. That's stupid. I know they're going to camp. We already talked about it. So save up beforehand. And by the way, you know you can do that with your car. You don't have to. Why do you have to pay somebody interest? Listen, just, you get what I'm saying? Pay yourself. Pay yourself. Think about this. How much money do you have in the bank? And some of you have a big bank and some of you don't. But no matter what it is, think about that. You spend all your money paying other people. When do you ever pay yourself? Pay yourself. Good night. God loves you. Um, Camp Alawasa, girls haircut. All right, more um, <laughs> All right. savings, girls school. That, we just finished it. By God's grace, we just finished for the year, and so we don't have to worry about that again. The DSL, um, that's our um, internet thing. Electric, kids' medical, car insurance, water, that's funny, kids, because it's my priority, right? You see where the kids' medical is? We're like, go ahead, get sick, we don't care. It's like way in the low end. Um, Car insurance, not really. Uh, Car insurance, uh, water bill, because we own our own house, so we have to pay the water. Planet Fitness, that's my son. Um, Graduation gift, um, because I'm going to give a gift in graduation. Okay, what's the point? The point is, I got a plan, do you have yours? I'm not saying mine's is perfect. I got, here's my cash that I need on hand. And if you want, listen, and I should have brought an envelope up here, but here's the way I started. And my wife and I have been talking about it since we've been doing this series. And we're saying, we want to go back to the envelope system. We've been talking, we were just talking about this maybe two days ago. We want to go, because it's such a good system. Don't go, go to the bank one time. It'll force you to think through your month. And so you think through your month and you go, oh, okay, so here's what we have to pay, da, 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 da. And you go to, you go to the bank and here's how much we need. We need for this month. $4,363, $4,363, right? That's what we need, right? So I make $2,000 a month, my wife makes $3,000 a month, let's say, you know, and, um, and so put it all together. So that's $5,000, we need $4,623, $600, $4, say so something like that. Well, we take that out of the bank, and we don't go back to the bank again for the rest of the month. And then we go to our envelopes, and we go train fare, gas, you know, and all the things that you just saw. What well, we do that, and then we go, oh, oh, I need gas money. Open the envelope. Sorry, should have taken, you know. Learn to walk. <laughs> Enjoy the exercise. Yeah, yeah, you know, we got a bike. You spent and you go, oh, and then you go like, oh my God, what am I gonna do? Oh wait, I'm gonna have to manage my money better. Boy, you only have to go through that once or twice before you fit. Ooh, I learned now. I got this. Okay, we're done. Um All right, so, okay, so you got, this is a foundation, and I'm gonna help you get out of date. I, I, I just gave you a foundation of budgets. First thing, learn how much you owe. Now, why are we doing this? Wait, let's go back to the big idea for today. We will either suffer, let's do this together, okay? We will either suffer the pain of desire or the pain of debt. Let's say that together in a nice, loud voice, like we believe it. One, two, three. We will either suffer the pain of desire or the pain of death. Beloved, that's why we're doing this, because we want to suffer the pain of desire. we got to put pain somewhere. we got to put pain somewhere. Pain is not going to go away. But I'd, I'd rather put it in the front end, on desire. Okay, the, That's the reason why we're doing this. The fir- and the first thing we're going to do, we're going to find out. Find out. Find out. What's the reality of our lives? Do we have $200 that God has blessed us with that we don't know we have? Is that your story? Don't let it be your story anymore. Be your, let it be your reality that you know what you have. And say, you know what? I'd have that Mars bar. I'd have that. For years. You know what I did? I, for years. I still do this to, to this day. I don't carry cash on me. I don't. I go out and I go, oh, man, I want that. Uh, water or I want that uh, iced tea or I want that soda or oh man wouldn't it be great to have that meal you know what I do? I go oh man I really want that ooh that's painful and then I go home and I eat my wife's rice and beans and I'm a happy guy (laughs) you see what I'm saying? you see what I'm saying? I'm either going to suffer the pain of desire or I'll suffer the pain of debt and I'm telling you we're not getting any older you think it's painful being uh, in debt when you're 30? try 70 this is no joke this is no joke this is, uh, we're fighting, and we're going to talk about, about investing for the future, but, all right. So we're going to figure it out, right? Then we're going to make a budget. At the same time, we're going to make a budget. Copy mine, um, you know, use, feel free to use mine, make up your own, get it from the Internet. I don't care. You just saw what I, this is what I do. You don't have to, it's not perfect, it's not, it's not great. It's just what I use, so you can use it. And thirdly, here's what we're going to do. We're going to get out of debt, okay? Let's figure out how to get out of debt. I know, we're learning so much today. It's crazy. We're going to do this in five minutes. Here we go. You ready? First thing we're going to do is, on your notes, it says it just says, get out of debt, right? let just just commit to getting out of debt. Make that commitment. Secondly, do a debt snowball. That's the second point. So get out of debt. First is get out of debt. Number one, get out of debt. Get out of debt. Get out of debt. Somebody say, get out of debt. Get out of debt. Make that commitment. Okay, the second one is we're going to do a debt snowball. Let me show you what a debt snowball is, right? So I owe the silly credit card $300, and then I owe $50,000 $50, to my student loans, and then I owe uh, uh, $1,000 to my friend, and then I owe, uh, you know, let's, let's just say those three, right? So it's $300, 1000 and 50000 right? Here's what you do. Here's what you do. You're paying minimum payments for all three. Isn't that true? Right? You're paying, now here's the thing. On $300, if you pay the minimum payment, you'll wind up paying closer to $1,200 by the time you're done with that. That's the minimum payment. Because the minimum payment is meant to be stretched out. You'll probably do $3,000, honestly. It's, It's unbelievable how much interest will accrue over the years. So here's what you do. You pay a little bit more aggressively on that $300. So you're doing minimum on everybody. And then you go a little bit more aggressively. You go, I can't afford to. Beloved, you can't afford not to. Let me just tell you. If the government just said, you know what? We're hiking your taxes by 5%. That would stink. And you would, you know, you would stomp your feet. And you would say, that's awful. But you know what you would do? You'd learn to live without it. So tax yourself. 5%, 10% more. So you're, you're getting aggressive. You're going like, yo, I'm doing this. So you're paying that. Now, what happens? You're done with the $300 payment. What do you do with that? You take that payment, and now you add it to the minimum payment that you had on the second one. Do you see how smart that is? Now you're aggressively paying the second one for the $1,000. And now you're killing it. And, again, you're paying the minimum payment on the 50 dollars and you're paying. And now when you pay that off, what do you do? You do an Irish jig. You buy yourself a soda pop. You say, "Woohoo, we did it. And then... You start, you add that to the other one. You know what starts happening? You will start. You will start seeing freedom like you never saw. You'll be encouraged like you've never been before when it comes to your finance. Make sense? Debt snowball. So, uh, By the way, everything that I'm, um, I'm giving to you here can be found in a book called uh, Financial Freedom. Yeah, it's Financial Freedom. That's awesome. Yeah. Financial. Dave Ramsey's Financial freedom. He has a a debt map or a money map that's awesome. I used it. It's wonderful. And it shows you, okay, how to get out of debt. And while you're doing that, how to have a $1,000 emergency fund. Because stuff happens, right? The muffler breaks down. And what do you have to do? You have to take out your card. No, because you have savings. And you can pay for the muffler or pay for the flat tire or pay for the whatever. Make sense? All right. Okay. Thirdly, quit borrowing money. Quit borrowing money. You know what that means? That means, listen to me, that means you're going to have to get rid of your credit cards. And we just got off of Facebook, friends, right? You just, you just unfriended me, right? <laughs> listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. You can't pay this thing off if you keep on building on it, Boppy. It won't happen. You'll be stuck. You've got to stop the leak somewhere, Right? If we don't stop the hemorrhaging, we'll never be free. So you got to you got to get serious. You got to get serious. You got to destroy your credit cards. You got to you got to get rid of them. Okay. Let's so you got to quit borrowing money. Okay. So you know what that means? That means you're going to have to do without. That means you're going to have to And again, you're going to feel the pain of desire so much better than the pain of debt. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Okay. Uh, fourthly, start saving money. This is easy. I don't care what you do. This is how I taught my kids, and I'm telling you, this is is just biblical. Give, save, spend the rest. Everybody say that. Give, save, spend the rest. Say it again. Give, save, spend the rest. First part of my money, you've seen, is my tithe. I'm going to give it away. Because God has been good to me. I'm grateful to him. Give. Then I'm going to save. I'm going to pay myself. Is it 10%? Is it 20%? I'm going to learn to live on less because I'm going to pay myself because I want to bless my, co- my kids. I want to make sure that my f- I'm not, I am not selling my future for what I'm purchasing in my present. I'm making sure of that. Okay. So I'm going to start saving money, right? I'm going to pay myself. For some of you, the next one is going to be painful, but you're going to have to do it, right? Sell something. Sell, Sell something. Some of you are used to this sort of thing, so... <laughs> All right. Here's what I mean by that. That was terrible. That was a bad joke. That was awful. Everybody say, bad pastor. Bad pastor. That was bad. So sell something. Here's what I mean by sell something. Listen to me. Listen to me. Some of of us have to really downsize our thing. And if you're driving, let me tell you. If you don't need the late model car, you don't. You can, you know, so you, 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 you go with God, you, you, you speak to the Lord, and you don't need that extra pair of shoes, you can sell them. Um, you can, listen to me, you might have to get rid of some stuff. Because again, you can't continue paying for that, you've got to stop the bleeding somehow. Okay, for some of us it's really bad, and we're going to have to find a part-time job. Find a part-time job. Find a part-time job. None of this is unique with me, guys. None of this is unique. I got this from Dave Ramsey. He's a real brilliant guy on finances. He's great. Find a part-time job. Or, 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 here you go. No, I mean, if you already have a full-time job, find a part-time job. If you're not working, please do me a favor. If you can, if you're able. Good night. I'm assuming you're working. Um, So um, find a part-time job, or maybe you might have to do overtime. This is a situation, because I still want to be generous to this family, Um, and I've committed, and really in my heart, my wife and I have committed to them for the next two years, uh, I have to get a part-time job. That's just the way it is. And so if you're going to be generous, good, pay for it. And that's what I'm going to do. What's my point? We all have to sacrifice. We all have to do a little bit more if we're going to get out of our debt. Okay? And then, finally, pray. Listen, ask yourself this. When do you want God's help with your finances? Right now. Yeah. right now. You don't want to wait. Start praying now. Start putting God first now. Now, here's, now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Come, come close. Come close because we're almost done. All right, listen. We serve a God who is gracious and good and knows a thing or two about taking on another person's debt. See, we have a king who saw that every one of us had a sin debt that could not be paid. He saw that every one of us were in deep debt. And he said, I can't bear to be away from them. And so this God came from heaven to earth to pay your sin debt. And he made you free. And this very God who's redeemed you and bought you to himself, giving you his righteousness and taking on your sin, this very God says, I don't want you to be a slave not to sin, not to money, not to anything. I just want you to be in relationship with me. Beloved, I want that for you. I want that for you so bad. So, As we go through this series, believe me, this is not for anything that I want from you. This is for what I want for you. And the big idea for today is that we're either going to suffer the pain of desire or the pain of debt. And lastly, there's a process that we're going to have to do this. We're going to have to decide to get out of debt. Figure out where the money's going. Make a budget. Write it down, whatever you spend, get your notebook, let that be your next and final purchase for a while. Write it down, do it on your phone, whatever you want. And let's start being, let's start moving towards the kind of freedom. Could you imagine what would it be like? Let me ask you something. What would it be like? If the next time you buy a car, you have the money in your account? And you go in there, and they go, oh, you can finance for 22%. Da, 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 nah, nah, nah. And you just go, oh, uh, no, I think I'll pay cash. His eyes will blow out of his head. <laughs> what would it be like? What would it be like if your kids come up to you and say, Ma, I want to go to this school. And you go, you know what? I want you to get a part-time job because you're going to help pay for this thing because I'm going to teach you responsibility. But we'll do this together because I saved up some money. I'm going to help you. What would it be like? What would it be like if you said... You know what? I'm not just going to emotionally purchase stuff so I can make myself feel better, but I'm going to say, "You know what? At the end of the winter, they sell winter clothes really cheap. And I'm going to plan on buying the nicest stuff, but I'm going to get it at a deeply discounted price, right? And because you planned on it, and you come in there with cash, and they go, um, "Madam, would you like our new card? It'll only be and in the first third days, you said, "No." I don't want your new card. I'm paying for this cash. Why? I want you to be free. I want you to be free. I don't want you to get a divorce. I want you to be free. I want you to give to your kids that when you leave this earth, you'll have something. I want when you retire. And we're going to be talking about this. What does retirement look like for the wise Christian? I want your retirement. Would you, could you imagine that your kids want you in their house because they want you in their house, not because if they don't let you in their house, you're going to be homeless? That would be nice. That would be nice. Wouldn't, it, wouldn't that be nice? Could you imagine? What would that future look like? If you could, when you die, you could leave your children, maybe with a little property, maybe with a few investments, because you didn't sell their tomorrow by your purchases today. Wouldn't that be neat? Jesus, Jesus paid your sin debt, and he doesn't want you to be in debt. Not to sin, and not to sin not to dad. I'm going to pray for you. Listen, come. Don't, Satan and everything in you is not going to want to come to next week. Would you just come? Would you bring a friend? Would you say, we're going to do this together. We're going to do this together. I'm gonna, I promise, I'm going to do it with you. We'll do it together. And we'll get out and be free together. You, you with me? Yeah. All right, let's pray. Father, I thank you. I thank you that you're able to set us free from our sin debt. I thank you that you're able to liberate us from the chains and the bondage of our own foolishness. Give us wisdom, oh God, on how to apply. We learned so much today. Lord, we talked about budgets and we talked about getting out of debt. It's just been overload for some of us. Lord, would you help us to have wisdom to know what to do with what we just heard. For we do pray in Jesus' name, amen.